Well, we, uh, we took a little bit of a chance when we decided to go with this idea of uh, this divided Christmas. It doesn't seem like a, uh, like a uh, Christmas theme necessarily, but we just wanted to acknowledge uh, the reality of what has been taking place in our world and that we really believe and that the Christian message really does teach that Jesus is the only answer to uh, the hostility and everything that's going on in <coughs> excuse me, in our world today. So we've seen this all over uh, politics, and we, we've heard over and over again how uh, our world is divided. I heard someone say the other day, I think it might have been a magazine title or article, said the divided states of America. We've, we've heard about all of that. And so in reality, what's, what's going on is like our world is divided, our nation is divided, our cities are divided. Um, I mean, I mean it's, it's so real. I mean, you could see it all over the place between the racial violence that is happening and, and the fights between uh, police and Black Lives Matter and all of that stuff. And then in the home and then uh, even personally, even personally, there's like inner, inner battle, inner turmoil, inner hostility that takes place. I was watching this article just uh, the other day. Um, or, or I, you can't really watch an article, can you? Um, I was uh, watching an interview um, about uh, Bruce Springsteen, and um, it was so fascinating to me, but uh, he said, I think, three things that really stuck out to me. One, he, he acknowledged that our nation is divided, but then secondly, uh, what he said was this. He said, you know, all musicians had one person in their life who said that they were nothing, and another person in their life who said that they were the second coming of the baby Jesus, pretty much, and they believed them both. And he, he, he essentially went on to say how these people, they really struggle with, uh, with this idea of this deep sense of pride, but then also this deep sense of uh, self-loathing. Those are my words, but I, I feel like that's what he was trying to get across, that these people have this inner battle that's going on inside of them. And I thought, I don't think that's just musicians. They're kind of going back and forth in between this, this pride and then this self-loathing. And then the last thing he said that I thought was incredibly interesting was this. He said, that he's been searching for peace all of his life. He's, he's been trying to find some level of peace in his life, and he keeps kind of pursuing it. He can't seem to find it. He keeps pursuing it. He can't seem to find it. And he said, but the only time that I ever really experience peace is when I'm performing or shortly thereafter. And he had just talked about how he had been performing in front of 150,000 people at a time. And I thought, man, that is so fascinating that somebody who really has everything, has incredible gifts in life, has uh, musical abilities that are just amazing. And yet the only time that he ever really experiences peace is when he's performing in front of 150,000 people and maybe shortly thereafter. That what, what emerged for me is this picture of somebody who is... is is, is in a nation that's divided, that's in a city that's divided, but then he himself is divided. He has these, between pride and self-loathing, and he's got this idea of, of peace, and he can't seem to find it. He can't seem to get after it. And what's interesting about that is that Jesus, when he comes, he is announced with this idea of peace and light. If you were to look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It's the announcement that Jesus is coming. 
It's, there, there's, he's bringing peace with him. Or then in uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them, uh, on them has light shone. It, I mean, in, I think what's amazing to that is that you can read that and you can think about Christmas and you can say, I like the idea of Christmas and, um, or I like the holidays if you don't want to say Christmas. Um, but here's the thing. Most people don't realize that we, we can't just like Christmas. Really what we need is that we need Christmas. We need Christmas in our lives. That's what Jesus claims. That's what Jesus claims. When he comes, he claims to bring the peace that Bruce Springsteen wants in his personal life. Jesus claims that when he comes, he brings light. Now, what does that mean? He brings, he brings light. Light brings truth, Tim Keller says. Light brings truth. So, uh, when you're in a, a dark place and you need to get from point A to point B, you... Uh, Turn on a light so that you can see the obstacles in your way. You, you have lights on your car. Uh, you have lights in lots of different places, right? It, light brings truth. It tells us what is actually there. It tells us what's actually happening. And what's really been going on all of these years is this. From the moment that Adam and Eve and, and that mishap, them eating that fruit, when God said, do not do this, what took place was this was the downfall of creation. And what you saw there is just a short snippet of the world in just a few minutes that what took place there affected all of us. And as a result of their disobedience to God's one command, all of us have become people that are constantly, constantly disobeying this law. And so what happens? Inner turmoil as we deal with shame and as we deal with uh, problems in our lives. There's, there's turmoil in our families as we sin against one another. And there's turmoil in our cities as we sin against people of other races and as we are sinned against. And there's turmoil in our political system as we demonize the other side. And there's turmoil in all of these places and in our world because of this, because of Adam and Eve's sin, everyone has become sinful and lawbreakers and it has created hostility because we've broken God's law. So how does a Jewish baby help us? I mean, think about the absurdity of that. I've got a fantastic plan for you. I know the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you a, a Jewish baby. That's like, you know, drowning and someone saying, here, let me hand you a big screen TV. Like, uh, like oh, thank you. Thank you for that. What does it mean? What does it mean? Jesus claims to bring peace. And how does he bring peace? Jesus claims to bring light. And how does he bring light? It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. 
Listen to what that just said real quick here. The baby Jesus grows up to be a man. He goes to the cross intentionally. And what that just said right there is it said people who really thought that they were outsiders all of a sudden became insiders because Jesus intentionally went to the cross. And this is the light that he wants us to see. That, you, that people who thought that they weren't in can now be in because of Jesus' blood. Verse 14 says, for he himself is our peace. And what does that mean? It means this. It means that, that it's not like a program. It's not something from the UN, and it's not something from the Republicans, and it's not something from the Democrats, and it's not something from a counselor, and it's not something from any of these other things, a drug that we could use. It's not having more stuff, and it's not having a, a better job or a better spouse or anything like that. It, what it is is it's that it's Jesus himself is our peace. What's wrapped up in a manger, in swaddling clothes, right there, that little Jewish boy is peace. And not just a way of life, but he as a person. He himself is our peace who has made the two groups. Now, what are these two groups? Well, uh, the Apostle Paul here is talking about Jews and Gentiles, Jews and everybody else. Everyone who was on the outside, everyone who wasn't Israel. But what this applies to is it, for he himself has made the two groups one, political, racial, gender, religious, social class, economic. Every single one of those divides that divides our world, it divides our hearts and our minds, our lives and our cities, every single one of those comes, can come to peace, be reconciled because of Jesus and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. All of that law breaking that I've done, all of the law breaking that you've done, all the law breaking that everyone back all the way to Adam and Eve has done went with Jesus to the cross. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. What's going to bring us together? We could all hold hands and sing, we are the world. We could sing Christmas carols together. But what this is saying is that what has to happen is full-on reconciliation with one another through Jesus Christ. He says, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and, priest, and, and, and peace to those who are near for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. What's this saying? Let me summarize it. The, the peace, or I'm sorry, the lack of peace, the turmoil the division in our society, in our world, and all over. This lack of peace that Bruce Springsteen feels and that I feel that you feel is just a symptom of a greater problem, a much greater problem. And that problem started in the garden and it's come to right here and right now. And Jesus came to fix it. Our lack of peace, our hostility is just a symptom of our hostility with God. 
when we're hostile with God, what happens is this, is that we are not reconciled to Him, and so therefore what happens is that our world is tainted by that. So when Jesus comes, He sheds light on the truth, and the truth is this, is that I can't fix it. You can't fix it. I can't make it better. I can't make it happen. I can't fix things on my own. I can't do it by keeping all the rules. Because the truth is I can act like I'm keeping all the rules when in reality I'm really not keeping all the rules. Because Jesus says if you're angry with your brother, that's the same thing as really murdering your brother. Jesus says that if you, if you lust, that's the same thing as adultery. So really the roots of sin, the roots of, of everything, I, am, I have that same root in me as the worst sinner that you could possibly think of. That's in me. That's in, that's in me, and it's in you, too. And so Jesus comes, and he brings light, and he says, you can't fix it through keeping rules, being a more religious person, but you also can't fix it by making your own rules. You're making your own rules. It has to come through the person of Jesus himself. And when he went to the cross, what he did was he reconciled our relationship with God. When we put faith in him, he made that possible by going to the cross. So today is Christmas. Christmas Eve, I should say. Today is Christmas Eve. And what we do on Christmas Eve, and I, I think we've made this up. I should check the history on this, but... We always do a candlelight service, but really what this represents is it represents Jesus coming into the world, into a, a dark place. And so what we're here to do tonight is to celebrate that light that Jesus brings to us through his birth. We're not here celebrating Christianity. We're not here celebrating morality. We're not here celebrating anything but the person, Jesus Christ, and what he's done for us on the cross by coming uh, to earth with us. Let's go ahead and light our candles together as we sing.